Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have our week five waiver wire show. I don't know, Jeff. I I had a hard time with this one, actually. There's not a lot of great options this week. We're in week five, and I feel like normally we have better options than this, but maybe there's a couple guys that are interesting. But what do you think? Who, who's your top guy? Uh, I completely agree with you, as I <laughs> tend to do. This is a, a very difficult one, but I do think that there's a few guys that are could be insanely high upside. My number one overall is it's tough to say. I really have two guys that I'm, I'm really interested in, but I think number one is I keep going back to Des Bryant. There has been, you know, kind of, you know, in the atmosphere talking about how he's going to be signed this week or next week or whatever it may be. But especially with the waivers being so thin, I think getting someone the quality of Des Bryant, he's only owned in 18.4% of ESPN leagues right now. Um, He's definitely one of the guys that I'm, I'm trying to go out and get early so I don't have to fight off of that that number one waiver. Um, but other than Dez, uh, Kiki, QT, the way they use him in his first game there, he he's the most interesting player to me. Uh, wide receiver got a ton of work. Um, I don't know if that's going to pan out, but it's definitely worthwhile for me to see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, he's a worthwhile ad because it's one game and that's what he did to start right away. So... We don't know what he is, but you, I think you you want to take the shot, put him on your bench and see if, you know, that was for real. If it's not, you just get rid of him in a couple of weeks. But we don't have – there's not a lot of other players that come into it in their very first game and look like that. So they might have something there, especially the way that – I mean, Tex, the Texans have to throw the ball around, it looks like, a little bit. So I think there's still going to be opportunity for – for him, for Hopkins, and for Fuller. I think there's that's really it because there's nobody else they're throwing the ball to anyway. They can sustain those three. Yeah, I agree. So I'll say my top guy here. I mean, I like Dez too. I'll say that's a good one. Dez definitely did make my list. So I think you, if he's out there in your league and you have that bench spot, take him. Throw him on there. So, But i say my other top guy is going to be Taylor Gabriel. He looked really good this week. And it's not just – this wasn't just a one-week thing. I, I've been – Talking about him a little bit, he's been on my waiver wire list just because he was getting targets. He had 10 targets in week three, and then he had 14 combined the first two weeks, and then he looks really good. I mean, it's against Tampa. This was a weird game anyway. I'm not going to just go crazy because of, you know, what the what was it, seven for 104 and two touchdowns. That's not necessarily what I expect, but they continue to want to get him involved. They, they, you know, do end arounds with him. So I think he's going to be, I mean, they got to buy this week. So this is, you know, you don't have to go too, too crazy to pick him up probably, but I'm interested to see what he can be. And they definitely want to use him. And if Trubisky is getting to be a better player and improving like this, it's just going to, there's going to be more to go around. So I think Gabriel could be a solid ad. Yeah. I've, once again, I, I want to say I keep agreeing with you, but uh, I do like what I saw out of him. And I, you know, I think he was kind of an underutilized guy when he was with Atlanta. Even they just had more weapons, and I think now he's getting that rapport with Trubisky. I, I, I agree. I think he is a very intriguing prospect. Almost. Let's see who who else do you have here then towards the top of your list. Well, I'll be honest. It's it's pretty 
drops off quite a bit. But the the other guy that I do have to put up there is uh, a guy that you talk about a lot, and that's uh, that's a uh, Dee Westbrook. Dee, I mean, what he did this past week, I'd say, is definitely what I thought this guy could do. The problem was with Jacksonville having to throw; they threw the ball around to everybody, and they still do because Moncrief is the one who also put up a big game, and Keelan Cole didn't. It, it it's hard to say that it'll be every week though. Kansas City, though, in week five, Kansas City hasn't been great against a pass. They could do something there. So I think Didi's an extremely talented player. So I like – I don't know how he's only owned in 12.4% of leagues. How is he owned in less leagues than Brandon Marshall and Michael Gallup and Cameron Meredith and Rashard Matthews, uh, Alan Hearns? I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he's just less of a name than those guys. Uh, and, yeah, to be fair, we don't know how they're going to kind of – use each of these wide receivers. It feels like this up and down, as you saw from how, you know, Keelan Cole did this week. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think once again, talent wins out. And especially on this waiver wire, I think you have to be looking for players that can really break out. And, and Westbrook just, he, he looks like a guy that his talent will, will eventually get him there. See, I'm going to nominate another guy here, Naheem Hines, because he's been involved with this Colts offense. Wilkins, Hasn't done much at all when he was given any opportunity. Marlon Mack can't get on the field because he's injured all the time. So Naheem Hines is going to be useful, especially in PPR leagues. He's going to get catches. He's going to keep himself out there. I think he's worth worth an ad at this point. He's only in 15.5% of leagues, but I think he should be at least on everyone's bench. I, I totally agree. I think that uh, he made my list as well, and I think – the intriguing part about him is definitely in PPR leagues. Um, if you're desperate for for running back help, he will help because he is definitely going to get a lot of chances to catch the ball out of the backfield or lined up in the slot. And um, as they move forward, you you kind of realize they cannot run the ball, you know, efficiently. So they're going to be looking for ways to mix it up. And th- this game kind of just shows it, or uh, from this past week, that. Neheim Hines has uh, that ability to be a playmaker, kind of like Tariq Cohen, if you will. Yeah, kind of like that. I think I can see it could be definitely similar. He's going to be hard to trust at all to ever play, but. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm not there yet, but I, I just find him to be an intriguing, intriguing guy to throw on your bench. And that's why he, he was kind of lower on mine. But at the same time, there's not a lot of running backs to go after this week. All right. Who else do you have there up maybe ahead of him? Because honestly, it, it's, it falls off for me. Don't really have a whole lot of guys in running back. The only other guy that I'm, you know, once again, I'm, I'm holding my breath on uh, another guy that I know you kind of agree with is Ronald Jones. He didn't he didn't show up really. But once again, uh, he got more playing time than than Barber. Barber hasn't done anything. He, you know, he's still somewhat of a, a good athlete and they spent a relatively high draft pick on him. So I, I think that they're going to try to figure out what he is. Um, and also that that offense is in flux. You know, we assume Jameis Winston will take the reins and if he does maybe that shakes some stuff up and maybe they'll be able to use ronald jones a little more i don't know yeah he, he's definitely on my list again because i'm not even i don't even know if he's gonna be anything he's obviously not as he's not living up to his what 38th pick in the draft potential right now he didn't even look great but hey peyton barber isn't any good so i think ronald jones is going to give more of an opportunity here and he's you know it, it, if it happens, great. You have him on your bench then. So it's another guy who say down at this around the same ownership level as Ronald Jones is Nick Chubb, who 
had the big three carries for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Now we don't expect that, and you don't want to. The guy's not going to start, but I still, I've always thought he should be owned anyway. Especially if you're a Carlos Hyde owner, I think you need to throw Nick Chubb on your bench because if there's an injury, yeah, you need this guy. He's going to become heavily involved, I believe. So he's worthwhile adding. I think pretty much all leagues at this point. Yeah, uh, once again, I think he is a, a guy that you're going to have to wait and see. Uh, obviously, Hyde has a stranglehold on there, but um, but he, he could pay big dividends. It's more of, do you have the spot for him? Do you have to play someone yep. right away? If you don't, I think Chubb is a, a very interesting guy to throw on your bench and wait and see. Yeah, the only worry with stuff like this is bye weeks coming up now. We had you know one this week, but there's more coming up. You might not have the bench space anymore for some of these players we're going to be mentioning. Right, and, and that that's <laughs> you know lies the issue. <laughs> so, say so like my, some of my next guys here, Antonio Callaway. He's the number two receiver there for the for Cleveland. You know, he might continue to do something. Yep, uh, Callaway made mine as well. He he's also interesting. He he's going to get a lot of playing time. He is a very fast individual, and I think Mayfield will only keep getting better and better. Um, another guy kind of in that vein, in in a in a different kind of sense. I think uh, if you once again farther down my list but if you do need someone I think Philip Dorsett has shown enough where besides for the Detroit game um, where he's just zeros across the board I'm not sure what went on with that um, you know seven catches five four he, he's always going to be hovering around that 50 yards for receiving and then he's already caught two touchdowns so if you're if you kind of get desperate I think he is an in, interest, uh, interesting uh, wide receiver to have on your bench but um once again, we'll see if that changes having Gordon there now. Yeah, I thought it was going to change and make it so he wasn't really worthwhile, but that wasn't the case, at least not yet. No, but I wonder if instead of, because he always, I'm wondering if he's going to be more consistent and Hogan will be the one to completely fall off because he, he wasn't getting it done even before Gordon. So I'm, I'm afraid that uh, that Hogan might be the one that is the, the casual. Yeah, I think so. I think Hogan is just an easy drop right now. Yeah, unfortunately, I would have to agree. Uh, that hurts. That was. It was definitely. He is looking like he is going to be my my the incorrect pick that I've made uh, in the off season, which is painful. But uh, you got to cut cut your losses while you can. Yep. Eight catches on the year. Yeah, no watch. But this is they're going against Indy this week, so this is the week where he goes off. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, there will be. He he has caught two touchdowns. He he's. <laughs> trying I don't know maybe with Josh Gordon if he takes that number I don't know. I'm, I'm making excuses for the guy yeah he's been bad he's just been bad say so if you need a tight end uh maybe throw Tyler Croft on your team with Eifert down Croft's always he's been he's been decent in the past so especially if you're needy at that position throw you know you can try out Tyler Croft or possibly then Vance McDonald another one who could be a worthwhile it's the the position gets kind of ugly so I mean, <laughs> not much there, I would say, at tight end if you're trying to stream now. It's, hmm. well, I mean, who are you going to throw out there? No, those, uh, honestly, those would be the two individuals that I, I had written down as well. Um, the, I mean, really, I think Croft is the, uh, well, I don't know, Vance, both of them I think are relatively safe, but I don't know if they have much touchdown upside. And I feel like right now you're just throwing in a guy that you can th- you think will catch one touchdown to make it worthwhile um, vis-a-vis, you know, the, uh, the Ebron effect right now where, <laughs> where the guy goes in, doesn't do much, but he'll catch a touchdown a game. Um, that's kind of what tight end is shaping up as, unfortunately. And this is going to be a short episode. There's nobody here. 
<laughs> so no. you got any other it's players really be- before we move? I'm going to move over to quarterbacks and defenses here in a minute. You got any other actual position players? Tell you the truth. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was going to say maybe, just- maybe Christian Kirk again is still an ad if you have the bench spot. Yeah, kind of waiting for him to come around a little bit. Uh, and once again, um, if you do not know, we are picking players that are owned in 40% or less in ESPN leagues. So, yeah, like if players like if Aaron Jones is still out there, somebody like that, if Tariq Cohen was dropped in your league after, you know, we saw him play pretty well, those are the kind of players you're definitely going to add first. But yeah, they're not out there in most leagues, though. So I'm going to move over. Let's, I'm going to throw out some streaming quarterback options here for for week five. See if you like any of these. So it's not like a lot of great options. Would you probably not Baker Mayfield at or against Baltimore? Don't expect that to no. go very well. But Ryan, Ryan Tannehill playing at Cincinnati after Tannehill put up a nice zero this week. <laughs> no, he was actually I was starting to come around on him as a you know as a, a, a flyer if you will as a streaming quarterback, and then this happens and you're kind of like what what you know blindsided by it because before he was gaining steam seventeen points twenty one thirty two. Zero. Yep. <laughs> All right. Here's here's three, I guess, potential options then. How about you got uh, Derek Carr at the Chargers, Marcus Mariota at the Bills, or Blake Bortles at the Chiefs? Tell you the truth, I think uh, I would prefer Blake Bortles. Yeah. And, I mean, Kansas City just hasn't been very good against the, against the pass this year. So I could see Bortles. Bortles can put up big games. So that's not a bad one at all. Yeah, because, I mean, Marcus, Mar- Marcus Mariota playing against Buffalo feels like it should be a good one, but I can't trust Mariota right now. No, I, I think, yeah, I understand it's Buffalo, but um, nah, yeah, I would heavily advise not to. I know he he blew up this week and got, like, you know, 35 points in standard, but the weeks before that, he has not been good for fantasy. So, I mean, th- these were the first touchdowns he's thrown this year in week four. So, you know. Pump the brakes on, on loving him too much. I know he's fun to watch and he's you know a good football player, but fantasy wise, he's he's a very risky play. What about? I mean, this is a little little early, but Josh Rosen playing on the road against the 49ers, who haven't been very good against against pass at all this year. Josh Rosen's only started one game. He looked he looked decent. Okay, he didn't do anything you know to harm himself, but. Would you consider that if those options we said ahead of him aren't there? Would you actually play Josh Rosen? Or would you go Blake Baker Mayfield against Baltimore? About that option. Baker Mayfield against a Baltimore team or Josh Rosen against a, a weak San Francisco pass defense? Oh, man. That is a very interesting question. I would – even I, I think Rosen will get better. For some reason, I think I would go Baker still. Uh, that that would be close for me, and I know it wouldn't be for a lot of people. But I think I don't know. Baltimore has been so good. I just feel like Mayfield, has, you know, the the bigger the game, the better he does. Uh, and I, I still want to see more out of out of Rosen. I think he did play well, but I think the team he has around him is much weaker than what Baker has. Yeah, I think so too. It, it feels like Rosen should be the better better play, but. And Ravens have been pretty good. But, yeah, I still go Baker. There's something about it. Yeah. To be fair, I don't want to play either of those guys. I mean, that you know, that's what it comes down to. If I had to pick one, I would definitely do that. But the guys we talked about before, especially uh, I, th- I like Bortles. I think he would be fine to play. 
Um, but and also, I mean, he he's definitely been up or down this uh, this uh, year. But Case Keenum might not be that bad against the Jets. And the the last QB, I, I rarely bring his name up. I've never thought of him as much of a, a streamer in the past year or so. But Joe Flacco, because of the situation a lot of these other QBs are in, is actually looking like a decent option. What do you think about him? I mean, he's almost gotten, you know, 27 points, 21, 17, 26. And now he's going uh, against Cleveland. I don't know. He, he's an intriguing one for, for a, a streamer. You know, and- Cleveland's been pretty solid. They were really good for the first three weeks, but then Derek Carr looked really good against them. So it makes me question how good they actually are. So it it is intriguing, I'll say that, because Flacco's been, I mean, he's had, what, 27.7, 21.8, 17.3, 26.2? That's pretty good. We're, I think we're, we are really... I think we need to move Flacco up in our ranks. I agree. He's definitely outplayed what we've uh, positioned him at. I mean, he was 14th quarterback in standard scoring before, uh, you know, before week four, I believe. And he, he played his best game yet. And it was against Pittsburgh and he didn't turn the ball over. And the fact that they're not running it all that well, it actually helps him with John Brown stretching the field and, you know, it's, he's not going to be prolific by any chance, but I think if you have to put someone in there and expect them to get 20 points, I think he might be your guy. Yeah, that's that's an intriguing option, actually. I think he, he's going to be pretty safe to get you 15 to 20 minimum, probably. Yeah, I would, I would say a little over that. I mean, I, I realize one game he went under 20, but I, I think he's getting to the spot where you can expect that 20 points. And I think that's what you're looking for when you're when you're going for streaming. You, you know, you're, you're, it's been a weird year where – QBs can go off and score 50 points out of nowhere. Um, you can't really predict that, but I think for him, Flacco is one a, a safety net. And if you have to stream and look for one, especially in this situation when, I, I'll be honest, I like him more than Mariota. I like him more than Carr, you know, Prescott, Tannehill. I mean, I, I pr- he'd probably be my, he might be up there, my number one pick besides for maybe Bortles. I still like uh, his matchup next week. Um, and man, even I know people are going to go nuts over Trubisky, but I think that one's much you know riskier as well. Plus, he's going to be on the bye. But after that, and then how about defenses? I think there's one clear number one streaming defense for me this week, and it's going to be the Titans playing against Buffalo. They have to easily be the option here. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. I mean, they're they're pretty much already a top ten defense, and now you're going against Buffalo, who is. You know, I don't care what they did against Minnesota. It's a bad team. Yeah. So Titans, definitely the number one option. After that, I mean, yeah, it's it's not, there's not like a team I'd be like, oh, yeah, I definitely have to play them. I mean, I don't really even know where I'd go. If that's not your option, I mean, Cardinals against the 49ers could be decent. I mean, Cardinals defense hasn't. Really, they, they, against the Rams, they gave up a lot, but the Rams have been doing that to everybody. The Cardinals haven't been just terrible defensively. And the 49ers, I mean, they look better than we expected, but it's still C.J. Bethard as the quarterback. So you could go to that one. Maybe, I mean, if the, if the Broncos are owned in more than 50% of leagues, but it, the defenses are still going to be there, and a lot of them they are playing against the Jets, that could be a pretty good option. 
if the Broncos are out there. Other than that, I don't have a lot of them. Uh, no, the only other one I'll throw out there is uh, I think the Panthers. Um, I think they would be fine. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they're going against New York Giants, and they've done well against Dallas and Cincinnati. And the only one they only put up one point against Atlanta, but it was Atlanta, and they've been killing it offensively. So I don't think that's New York. So I think Panthers would be a good stream as well. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid one. But I think that's it for waivers. It's a little shorter of an episode today, but there just isn't a lot of great waiver ads, which that'll change at some point, right? I feel like it always well, does. I don't know. <laughs> it usually does, but maybe this is the year it doesn't. Yeah. Well, I feel like we, we were hitting that that spot where, uh, you know, week four, you, you, anyone that has kind of broken out, we've already snatched up. So now we're more waiting for injuries and, and things like that. So I, I think you have to go – you know, high priority with these guys. So someone like Kiki or Des, yep. um, those are the guys that are going to make the difference and we're in the next couple of weeks. Still a few weeks away from like throwing players like Deontay Foreman out there when, you know, maybe coming back off the short term IR kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Players like that, but we're not quite ready for those yet. Oh, shoot. I'll say one other one final day before we get done to this is just because of how terrible Kenyon Drake has been. Hey, Frank Gore's not terrible anymore. Yeah, right. He is a man. That guy is just never ages. He had a touchdown uh, this past week. So, yeah, if you if you're desperate for one, the last thing I do have to one more thing. I know we just keep doing this over and over. But (laughs) if if you're because we're talking about QB um, and how difficult that streaming situation could be this week. What do you think if Jameis is guaranteed the start? What do you think about Jameis Winston? Yeah, I think I think I would be fine with Jameis after his bye week. But yeah, right. I was going to say, do you need to see one one full game before you're you're willing to grab him? Yeah, well, his first his first next his next game would be what Atlanta. Yeah, I'd play him. I'd play him. All right, they're going to have to throw. Yeah, so I'd I'd play him that week, no problem. Wouldn't even hesitate. I think I think we've seen enough from Jameis in the past. Okay, and I wonder that because if you do have a QB that will be on bye, you know, pick him up early. Right, exactly. Pick him up early because. You know, people will start getting wise to that. Yeah, because, I mean, somebody like a Drew Brees owner. Drew Brees will be on by that week. Stafford will be on by. So, if you're one of those two, I'd definitely go do that. I think that's not a bad option at all. But, all right. I think that'll do it for week, what, week five waivers. Wow, we're getting, we're already getting out there. Getting close to halfway point already. Yeah, moving along. But, all right, that'll do it for that. We'll talk to you guys next time.